Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Origin 2's done a duster. We will not speak about the results. We will move swiftly on from that. Lakey, joined by you. How are you, buddy? I'm always good, mate. It's a, we've had the bye week uh, to get ourselves refreshed for the run home. So looking at a strong finish. Are you How feeling you refreshed? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling cool. cold. I'm feeling fresh. And I was out uh, camping with the, my young fellas over the weekend at a place called Big Riggin and uh, it got down big, to... Sorry, Big, big Rig. Big Riggin. It's right. only for units like myself, man. <laughs> um, Stallions. Yeah, it got down to uh, like 0.8 degrees or something overnight. It was freezing cold. Round that up, mate. It was one degree. How one good. Degree. So you're coming in fresh. And, mate, I don't know if you remember the last time we were on this on with this bloke here, but I think we got called out for being a bunch of giggling schoolgirls. But it's another three-way because we got the top 200 ranked Benny G joining us. Benny, how are you, mate? Oh yeah, I've been a, uh, I've been better, but I can't complain. Doing pretty well in Supercoach this year, even though I probably stepped away and not paid too much attention to it. So that's always good. Let's draw some attention to that, the stepping away piece, because I yeah, know you yeah. quite well, and I know how into fantasy football you get, or fantasy anything, anything with a fantasy link to it, you will be across. Just ask his misses. <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll get into that, but uh, but yeah, you've. Sort of stepped away because you're a new dad. So congratulations, mate. How is that going? Yeah, thanks, mate. Little Spencer, uh, TBS, as we like to call him. The big Spence. Um, that's it. Uh, he's four months today, actually. So at his pediatrician appointment today and all is well. He's um, yeah, he's a chunky little monkey and looks pretty much like me without a beard. Future Cowboys front rower is all I'm hearing out of that. But uh, you're talking super coach strategy here. When you say stepping away, does that mean you literally just look at team lists and then, I don't know, work something out at Thursday, 7 p.m.? What's, what's uh, going to go this year and why are you so high? Uh, I think, um, so yeah, I look at, obviously, just follow team lists. I think in years past, I've really tried to get to nail the pods before anyone else and look at previous years of different players and check out the buy rounds coming up early and stuff like that. And this year it's I've sort of I've got my um my brother in law Daniel. We and him kind of message each other and we sort of feed off a few ideas, I suppose. And um yeah, that's that's the length of it really. And then I just sort of look at team lists and I think the last few years, um, especially the last two years, I haven't been as high because I'm probably still was stuck in, you know, getting your second row forwards and getting your base stats and just focusing on that and really looking at that. Whereas in last year, I got stung not getting the likes of Garrick 
um, he, he was one that really hit home and just because I didn't see him as that good of a bass player, but it sort of, the rules sort of changed. And so I just kind of went for a few more speculative choices, um, probably a little bit late to the, to the Heinz party this year, but I got on at a, a reasonable time before his really, really big one. But yeah, mm. and just getting on Cleary early and, and using those boosts early. Um, I actually don't have any boosts left. I used my last one last week, but using them to get my team set pretty early on. Um, and so I had a pretty strong 17. I mean, so Lakey, you and I are ranked basically nowhere. So I think we yep. used this opportunity before we get into the round 16 years to to fire some questions at Benny G. So, I mean, I might go first. Benny G, I know you well, and you often have an absolute clangor, if not five of them throughout <laughs> the year. So where, where exactly are you ranked right now? Um, 141st at the moment. Yeah, that is absolutely flying. Have you made a clangor so far this year? <laughs> you definitely know that I have. <laughs> uh, well, that magic round on, I think, the Saturday, and I was talking about how you and Aiken wasn't named, and I'd made a few trades, and then we sat down for the, was it the Rabbitohs New, uh, New Zealand game? And then I've looked at my app, and I've got you and Aiken sitting there as a reserve. I hadn't traded him yet. Love that. Um, and so, which means I couldn't play, um, I had to take the reserve off Suwali, um, who got 84 that round, and then I got the 14 points from Vilea from the the Warriors, so lost me 70 big ones that week. But, I mean, a lot has gone right for me this year, so I can't complain no, no, no. too much. Where would you have been if you oh, had those 70 points? Yeah. I'd be in about 90th. Lakey, <laughs> so. what do you want to know from this specimen of Supercoach? So who, what are your pods on the road and home? We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but um, not including round 17, just everyone. Um, who Who is the one pod that you're potentially targeting on the run home? Oh, I've, I haven't looked too far ahead, I suppose, but I've kind of been watching, um, the way that Maddie Burton's been playing lately. Um, and I, I can't see the, the super coach scores off the top of my head, but, and it feels weird to bring in a Bulldogs player, but, um, I have been looking at potentially going with him. No, that's a good shout. I'd say it was, it was a guy early in the year who, in my, Teams analysis. I gave a serve about how he was such a poor boy for the door, uh, as far as Supercoach goes, and he wasn't doing well. Since then, he's rattled off a 71, 57, 78, 75, 98, 82, and 76. He's absolutely flying at the minute, so I reckon that's a good shout. Sounds like he might not be that much of a, a pod, though. I haven't checked. Yeah, have a look at his stats. Um, no, it'll be interesting. I, you raised something before. You've used all your trade boosts, and I don't know whether that's, you know, a danger sign coming up or whether that's the reason that you're so high up. I know personally I've wasted quite a lot of them just making an extra trade when I didn't need to, but are you worried uh, going forward that, you know, you're going to miss the boat on say round 17 when most people use that boost? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think now that I don't have any, I'm just like, oh, maybe I wish I could have banked one. But I think every time that I used one, it was like I had the decision whether I could wait to the following week to bring in an extra gun or I could just use it now and have the gun for this week. And probably four out of five of the times it's happened, that extra gun has made me go through the ranks because I think I've been Mm. in the top 200 for about four weeks and I've just sort of – I've still gone green arrows each week but they've just been a few each time. And um, if I hadn't made those trades, I would probably be a bit further out. 
And what's um if they can you just step back? Not everyone's an overall player, or they might be a mix of head to head as well. But where are you going in sort of your head to head leagues? Given your 140th, 141st, I'd expect you'd be pretty high up in your head to head leagues. Has any weird super coach trickery occurred there? Were you just finding tough matchups head to head? Um, I'm in seven leagues at the moment, and I think I'm coming first in four of them, second in two, and then fourth in one of them. How much I money was, do you um, stand to make off, off this if you win all these leagues? Uh, only one of them is actually a cash league, so that was a bit disappointing uh, considering, the, considering the year I've been having. Uh, mate, but unreal. I've just managed to get up to second. I was sitting at like 10th, I think, in the Imagine Brewing uh Cup at one stage because I just kept getting these 10 point losses, but I've made my way back up to second. I just have one final question before we get into the round 16 stuff, and it's more just around strategy for you because I'm not sure you may have been this high previously. And when we're over halfway through the season here and getting into the business end, so what becomes your strategy here? You did mention, well, Lakey asked you about some pods, but are you looking more to move with the crowd and just maintain that? high ranking or are you taking a full charge to that number one spot what's the uh what's the thought process uh like i suppose i've i've only got um 10 trades left so i'm pretty low in trades as well which is probably the reason why my ranking is a little bit higher but i've got so what four or five trades before i can make for round 17 so I, i just need to try and get as many as i can for round 17 but also just trying to get good players um i do have a lot of depth so i think um i think like like a lot of people after in round 14 i I think i had like 400 or 450 points on my bench or something like that (laughs) so if i can just try and trade a few of those i mean like this week like a nat butcher who looks like he's going back to the bench and try and bring in a few more guns for round 17 and then just kind of use my depth as well Hopefully that'll get me through to the end. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the no, the low trades and the no boosts. Hmm. Well, round 13 was a really good round to focus on. Hopefully round 17 for the likes of us uh, is a little on the lighter side. Lakey, any final queries for Benny G before we move on? Yeah, just an over under um, on how many rounds you think before this podcast ruined your season. <laughs> now, that, now that you've been on it and we've cursed you. <laughs> Is it over or under five before you start tanking? Yeah. I, I, well, I did message Justin and sort of said, oh, look, this is probably the highest I'll be this year, so let's get it over and done with. <laughs> Mate, the NRL SC Talk curse, it is a, a real thing. We've I've been hit by it. I was, I think, 30th when I came on this a few years back, and <laughs> now look where I am. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, no, riding you all the way home, Benny G. Fingers crossed you can finish at least top 100 would be great to see. Um, all right, let's get into the meat of the podcast, and that's round 16. So we've had a uh, origin takeaway. Sorry, you're shaking your, shaking your finger. Oh, I, just, I, I just wanted to give a shout-out. Um, I, do, I do play other fantasy games, and I'm in an NRL fantasy league, and one of the guys that I'm in the league with is actually coming ninth in Supercoach overall, so... He was coming well, third, I think, before last week. and yeah. So he's slipping is what you're telling me. He's falling. <laughs> he's tumbling down the ladder. Oh, he still scored uh, 1,300 or something. Just nothing crazy. There you go. Uh, unreal, mate. You're surrounding yourself with champions. So I don't know why you're talking to Lakey and I, but here you are. With the Round 16 pod, we'll talk a little bit about the origin fallouts. Uh, I think interesting news with New South Wales winning so heavily 
Uh, I think personally that they'll retain the same side. Lakey, off air, you reckon they won't? We'll chat a little bit about that and some of the implications that may hold. Teamless Tuesday, uh, round 16. A lot of players named that we suspected may have been missing through injury. So that throws up a few curveballs. We'll talk about our trade plans for this week and next. And obviously the run home, the all-important, which is still a long way to go. I think we've got eight rounds left after round 17. So if you're short on trades, could be a very tough sea to navigate. And we'll finish with Captain's Vices and any other thoughts that we have on the week that is about to be. So before we get into the Teamless Tuesday noise, Origin. Jeez, it was a uh, tough watch for us Queensland fans. But for me, I, I looked at the New South Wales side and I, ju- I just thought, how do you change this up? Winning formula, that means the likes of Talakai and Angus Crichton are going to be back. Uh, but Lakey, you don't reckon Talakai is going to feature in uh, the decider at Suncorp in a few weeks? No, listen, I think he could drop off the bench. Is, is so, How much of the talk since the end of uh, Origin from Blues Camp has been about um, Matt Burton's stellar debut? And he was he was awesome. He was really good for the Blues. and But he was only there because uh, Jack Whiten was out through COVID. And then you've got Luttrell, who's coming back this mm. week, and he's a New South Wales incumbent. So I think, you know, they'll, they'll retain at least – those two of those guys, I think one of them probably misses it, but they'll retain two, one on in uh, the centers and one at, um, or maybe all three if Crichton drops out. But, you know, I think one probably goes to the bench as a utility and that might mean that, um, more, uh, what's his name, uh, Talakai makes way as the uh, 17th man from that side. So I don't think he's locked in by any stretch of the imagination. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him drop out. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Talakai is obviously very highly owned. He's got a few, I think, thousand tradeouts at the moment, just, uh, I guess, super coach scoring-wise, he's been quite down. But for me, and, and you know, I don't want to throw up conjecture, that's for NRL 360, but uh, surely he's a guy this week that you just hang on to in case he's, he's named next week. He's a very, I think, easy tradeout come round 17 if he is named in the origin side. Benny G, are you a, a Talakai owner? What are you doing or what would you do if you did? Uh, yes, I do have Talakai. Um, seems a bit disappointing at the moment. I, obviously, going into game two for Origin, I was kind of just, as a Queenslander, hoping Queensland would win, but also hoping Queensland would win so that he would have to, he would probably be dropped for the game three. So I, I'm wary about him not playing um, in round 17, and that is probably making me... Yeah, really question whether I probably should get him out of the team or not because he doesn't really seem to be living the the hopes that we wanted him to do. <laughs> I, I think I had him for that really big round that he did, but then after that he hasn't been playing nearly as good. Mm. And it, I think we all just been keeping him for round 17, so I think he is really a viable option to trade even if he's only at 540k. Good matchup potentially this week, which is uh, giving me pause to moving him on. So we'll get into him. A little bit later, uh, I guess the other big talking point out of Origin was the injuries. So Cam Munster, shoulder in a or arm in a sling post game, and Payne Haas, ankle concerns. Both of them have been named this week, but I think a, a lot of coaches or owners will be looking at those guys interestingly because I think you know we know that both of them are going to miss at least one game and potentially more with the standard Origin restings, but. Uh, out of those two, Lakey, are you more concerned with one over the other? I think Payne Haas sounds a little bit more doubtful even for this week. 
Yeah, no, I'm more concerned with Munster. Um, if you listen to, and you know, take it with a grain of salt because it is Braith and Nasta, but he is Munster's agent at the moment. And he said early in the week that uh, even before the scans cleared him, he said um, he should be right for game three, but he won't be playing this week. So seeing him named there, I think, is a bit of Bellamy, um, you know, head games or whatever. I think Munster sits out this week and rests that shoulder because he is such a pivotal part of their team. They need him for the run home. So I, I don't see him playing. Haas, it's a lower ankle injury, so not synosmosis. He doesn't need the surgery. Um, it's a pain management thing at this point. But, man, that, this dude is just a walking injury at the moment. He's got you know double shoulder injuries and now the ankle. If the other leg goes, he's going to be taken out the back. He's a pony. He's going to be taken out the back and shot. So <laughs> he... Um, they need to rest him as well. I think I'd be surprised if either of these boys played this week. All right, let's keep let's keep the uh, what we're doing with those guys for the back end of the pod because I think it's an interesting play uh, for both of them, particularly Payne Haas, given he's so highly owned. So I'm keen to bounce some ideas off of you guys, but it's probably a good segue, Lakey, into your teamless Tuesday analysis for the week. Yeah, so apart from those two, the big, uh, the the other name out from Origin is Kalen Ponga. He's um, had his second concussion worry in three weeks, I think it was, after being taken off, getting steamrolled by Billy Army Kickout against the Panthers. So he's out this week um, for the night, meaning Texoy goes to the back there, but, you know, that's not really super coach relevant. Um, Can I just pause you there? Like, Kalen yeah. Ponga hasn't just – it's not just a three-week thing. This guy has gone off the field more times than oh, I've constantly. had Sunday dinners in the last three constantly. years. What's, what's going yeah. on? Is he a long-term, like, option uh, I, in NRL? His defensive style at the moment is m- less – tackle a guy more get in the way and hope he the guy trips over his uh, lifeless body so the darius boy the the darius boy that's right so he's essentially just throwing his body at much bigger blokes and coming off second best which is you know not surprising at all um i don't he needs to improve he's got to do something about it otherwise his nrl career is going to be shorter than he's uh wanting it to be this um he's just not a big bodied bloke you know, you, you had the guys like the Brett Hodgsons and stuff of the world who who were tiny little fellas, but they knew how to play the game and they knew how to tackle properly. Um, and Pong has just got to learn that. Um, other team news. We've got uh, no Ryan Pappenhaus at the moment. He's in the reserves, but it's expected he should come in. And I think with he, if he comes in and Munster is out, as I expect, um, I think we might see Nick Meany move into 5'8 for the week, which means um, Grant Anderson should survive on the wing. And if that's the case, then they probably get the same makeup uh, in round 17. So we'll get another couple games out of him, a bit of a cash injection and an extra round 17 number. I think he's pretty safe. But they do play the first game of the round, so it is worthwhile holding trades and checking those styles he tweets um, an hour out just to make sure he is there. Uh, Latrell is back for the Bunnies, which is huge. Maintenance Blake Taft drops out. Dave Fafita is back with the Titans, um, which he's on the bench and he has a massive break even. So, you know, just wait, make sure he actually gets through uninjured as he hasn't been able to do that much this year. I think he's more of a, you know, post-origin target, if at all. 
your boy Juzzy, Luciano Leilua, de- makes his club debut off the bench um, up in Townsville against the Broncos. You'll be in person to watch that, I believe. I will be. And he actually, he's our boy because Benny G's a fellow Cowboys fan. There you go. Which is why I've got him on. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see him off the bench, actually. I did, um, didn't know what to expect when he was signed up here, but it sounds like Tommy Gilbert's still going to play that opening <laughs> Stanza get through the tough work, and then Luciano will just come and to score three tries this weekend. Yeah, so, no, and just to that's it. it. And it's possibly a bit of uh, still learning the system, still learning the you know set plays and stuff like that. So, a bit of uh, instead of just throwing him out there in the starting side, let him come off the bench and continue learning over so the he's next. Got to watch weeks. that. He's got to watch that Tiger stink off him, mate. That'll take well, a little while. <laughs> Yeah, so sitting in Townsville for a couple of weeks will give him a new sort of sting. Ewan Aiken is back in for the Warriors, but only at centre. Um, Jack Murchie retains the edge back rower spot there. Aiken's um, pushed out at centre, replacing Adam Pompey. So that's an interesting little wrinkle if anyone's still holding on to him. Um, and the next m- interesting-ish one for me is Stefano uh, Udo Ikemono on the bench for the Tigers. Um, he's a nice cheap possible down, uh, round 17 downgrade. It's almost a frustrating team list, hey, because a lot of the, the talk coming out of Origin, we mentioned Munster, we mentioned Haas, um, even guys like Reynolds, all these people with question marks over them, but they've all been named. Pappenhausen yeah. on the extended bench, Fafita, as you said, on the, on the bench. It's a very lacklustre teams list as far as I'm concerned. Eight teams uh, of the 16, eight teams have made just one change to the sides that played two weeks ago before the rep round, and five others haven't made any. They've just gone unchanged. So there's not much happening. But, you know, we, it happens every week. There won't be much happening on the Tuesday. And then Stilesy will be furiously sending tweets across the weekend <laughs> as coaches just made changes for the sake of it. Hmm. It was interesting, all the talk on, uh, like, the NRL team lists releases that they did, all all of it was, you know, player X is backing up from origin. But to be fair, it was, I mean, it's five- a week ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Particularly players later in the week. But uh, I think, the, yeah, the likes of Cam Munster, keep a keen eye on him. Um, if that's all for team lists, Lakey? Yeah, that's pretty much the brunt of it. Um, as far as backing up goes, I suppose I should mention DCE and um, Jake Trojevich playing in the first game of the round, five days removed. Um, Jerbo plays 71 minutes at prop in origin, which is a huge effort. So I don't know if we'll see him actually run out there, but I, again, I don't think he's overly super coach relevant anymore anyway. Okay. All right. Before we take a break, I reckon we might get into some of our own problems. Let's make this a little bit personal. So I'm going to throw to you guys in terms of who you're tossing up for trade ins and trade outs this week before we have a look at what the consensus is doing among the super coach community. So uh, I know you're probably unprepared for this, but Benny G., um, in terms of your trade-ins and outs for this round, what are you doing this week? And has Teamless Tuesday changed your mind on any of things? Or you may not even know what you're doing because, you know, you're not following along anymore. You're a new dad. <laughs> Other responsibilities. What do you uh, intend to do for round 16? Um, I think the plan, uh, I think uh, I've got Butcher and Tago that I was planning to try and get rid of. This week, well, I didn't actually expect Radley to come back this soon. So, but which I think with his um, twelve last week has kind of lost all money potential. Mm. So, looking at trading him out, and I think, oh, I mean, I could just hold on to Tago, and I do have past there that I was contemplating trading as well. But 
I could also just keep him on the pine, and I've been playing um, IPAP and big Maxi King lately, so. And Maxi King's not letting you down. He's doing No. No. I decided to sit past last week, actually, and play King, which is ended up being a pretty good move. Um, yeah, they're probably the – I've got Cooler there that I could get rid of, but, I mean, he's just sort of chilling down there. and I've got, got a pretty 12, good – 12 break even, I think he's got. Yeah, yeah so like he could make a little bit more money. Um, yeah, so I'm probably looking at trying to get rid of those two. Um, the guys I want to get in – I mean, Clement didn't have the best game last week, but I've been looking at him um, mm-hmm. up in the front row. And I don't have Madison, so I was looking at him, but I – does he have like a rib injury or something or uh, rib problems? I, or? I, yes, I posted my team's analysis a bit earlier and one of the punters jumped on and said that there's a bit of uh, whispers going around about that. I hadn't seen it, but... Um, yeah. And he didn't play in any of the rep games last week. Um, no. So I don't... He must have picked it up two weeks ago against the Roosters, but I don't remember that happening. But yeah, it's um, it's something to watch out for coming don't. in. Yeah. Yeah, another one I was sort of looking at, but I, I don't know if I could do it, was... Um, Debellin, yeah, um, I, th- I, like I think that. I think in the last few rounds he, he's he's looked pretty lively for the for the little bits that I've seen him play and his scores look looking okay. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if I go a bit too left field at this stage, um, I can yeah, end up but sliding down the ranks instead. He's such a scum human being. <laughs> no charges laid, like he all well, <laughs> no convictions laid, all allegations. But uh, so you've raised some very interesting points, actually, and guys that I wanted to chat to you blokes about. Um, maybe to start with Isaac Tago. Um, I've spoken about him being a guy that I wanted to get rid of for a while now. He's sort of, I think, peaked. But are you losing a key into the Panthers' um, arsenal if you do get rid of him? Like, are you worried? For me, if I get rid of him, I've already gotten rid of Taylor May, um, which was a bit of a bad move last round. But Tago, he's... You know, a bit flat lately, but um, I can kind of see the upside to him down the track. It's always good to have Panthers in. Is that um, is that giving you pause to trading him out, Benny G? Yeah, kind of. I, I do have um, Toto and May still, which is kind of the reason why I possibly might get rid of him. But I guess everything, every time I look at getting rid of him, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, he is. Exactly like you said, he is that left side with May. They've, they've linked up pretty well. Um, he hasn't been scoring fantastically, but he's still been getting those high 50s, 60s. I guess it's just last round 38 that you remember because it's the last one. So it makes it easier to trade him when he scores like that. Hmm. Um, and the fact that you probably just need another number for 17. Um, the draw after on the way home looks a little bit hard but like you said it's the panthers and they can do anything so yeah what are you what are you doing with him lakey uh i'm potential i'm trying to move one of them to brian toto this week um if i could do tago i would but i don't think i can make it work with he's up in my second row at the moment so i don't think i make it work with um the jewels that i have so i think i'd be keeping him as a link man with um csc vitalikai Mm. As in so, yeah. one at centre, one at second row, so you can yes, that's right, and, and and you know move him around if you know the depth requires it. You're right. He he did drop the you know thirty point game last week, and he has that in him. Uh, he's got a thirty four and a thirty one earlier this year, but 
still solid scoring around that. It's generally, uh, you know, mid to high 50s is his sort of uh, wheelhouse and then, you know, any attacking stats on top of that. Taylor May gets all the tries, so he gets all the big numbers and that's why his scores are all inflated. And You know, that's what the Penrith wingers are all about. They're, they're scoring tries and whacking up big super coach scores. So um, Tago doesn't quite have that attacking upside, but as you said, he's that link man. Um, he'll get some attacking stats like, you know, try assists or try contributions along the way. I don't think you need to trade him. Um, I think he's a good probably fifth center wing for the run home, a bit of a depth position. But um, if you want to move him on to around 17 guy too, that's I'm not talking anybody out of that. That's um, a solid move. It's an important point you raised, that whole um, can you play this guy comfortably week to week? And I think you could do that. Uh, definitely at centre wing. Potentially second row is a little bit more crowded at the moment. But if he's a guy that you can stick in as you need to with a, um, you know, a good matchup or something like that, I think that's hugely invaluable for the run home. Um, Payne Haas, a big talking point for this week, uh, is named, as we said, with that ankle concern being a huge red flag above him. Um, say worst case, he misses this week and then, you know, presuming he's okay for origin, he's going to miss the next two weeks. Uh, given a lot of us are short on trades, is he someone that we'd be actually looking to move on, given we know his pedigree and you think he'll eventually get, you know, fit again? Um, Leahy, would you be recommending him as a hold? I think so. I can understand the desire to trade him out because he's not been great, you know, up to the Payne Haas standard that we expect this year. Um, but we, we've got the luxury of the Isaiah Papali'is, Jason Tomalolos, and Maxi Kings that we can cover him for the weeks that he's out. Um, it, it's I think it's more a desperation play if you want more numbers for the next couple of weeks if you need to win a couple of head-to-head matchups or you're desperately looking for an extra number in round 17, then the temptation's there. But ultimately, I, th- I think he's probably a guy that he's still a what, top, let's say top four in the position. Um, he's dropped down to 500K. It, there's not a, hu- a lot, lot of value in trading him out as, as far as I can see. I'd, I'd Personally, I'm holding him and um, hoping he comes good at the back end of the year and just playing guys around him as cover for the time being. Yep. No, I fully agree. I think he's that warm body at the back end of the year that we know he can do well. I think front row is a bit of a, you know, it's a tough position to fill at this stage of the year, unless you want an absolute sort of plotter that's going to play round 17 and nothing much else. Probably got to look more long-term and think a guy like Payne Haas will definitely make up those lost round 17 points. Yeah, uh, or and possibly more down the line. So it's he had a, a similar-ish year last year, probably not quite as injury-prone and whatnot, but um, following the origin period, before he got hurt in round 24, I'll, I'll, uh, sorry, round 25, I'll exclude that one, but he played seven games for an 82 average um, after origin, just absolutely killing it for the Broncos as they started to come good. So I, he has that in him still, and... You, you'll be looking to get him back in if he can turn it around. Okay. Final point on Benny G is that I just jotted down then. Maxi King, are we playing him in our 17 week to week and are we ever getting rid of this guy? Has he not just come, not out of nowhere, but just when everyone was looking to move him on, he's all suddenly banging out 60s, he's throwing offloads for try assists. Like, Benny G, you're the guy in the top 200 or top 150. Um, Maxi King, is he a 17 in your 17? 
Yeah, I, I played him last week and I'm probably looking at playing him again, especially with the unknown around Haas. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just he's just he's the he's the base stat front rower that's just getting all these extra attacking stats out of nowhere, and it, they don't look like stopping. He's he's now made the the thirteen, so he's playing at, at front row. He's no longer coming off the bench again, and yeah, he's looking like a bit of a super coach beast to be honest. Wet weather in Sydney as well. I had a quick look at the forecast all of this week. So the more front rowers, the more middle guys that you can get into your side could potentially be uh, a plus because I think it was 90% chance of rain or storms. So it could be a wet weather weekend. So a guy like Maxi King, how good's he been going? But uh, interested to see how the dogs run it continues. All right, we'll take a quick break. And then, Leahy, I'll come back to you with some of your trade-in and trade-out plans for this week. We'll talk a little bit about longer-term uh, beyond that, and then captain's vices, and then we'll have a quick look at what the crowd is doing. Catch you back then. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All righty, Daniel Lake, Semisonic, step up to the plate. Buddy, what are your trading in and trade-out plans for round 16? Well, I sort of mentioned it before. I'm looking at one of Tago or Taylor May, likely the latter out for uh, Brian Toto. It's a trade I was going to make with my last boost uh, last round and sort of and just hesitated, and it's cost me you know, something like 90K in making the trade this week and 40 points on the day last round. So absolutely kicking myself that I didn't go through with it last week. Um, and the other one is uh, I've still got Hammer from round 13 trade-in, so I'll just absolutely happily boot him out for Grant Anderson. No, he's just about to come good, mate. He's going to put four tries on the Broncos. All right, so that's a couple of good talking points then. I guess the first one is Brian Toto. So hugely popular trade-in this week. We'll not play round 17. We'll potentially get rested in round 18. It's strange the Panthers haven't rested their origin stars so far. It could be the go in round 18. Brian Toe, is he more valuable in your eyes than a potential round 17 center wing, say a David Norfoluma, Mike Acevo? Uh Yes, I think so. Toe is a guy that you're going to play every week, or I think Sivo and Nofo uh, are more matchup dependent kind of plays. I don't mind Nofo. He's someone I'm definitely looking at next week. I'm probably looking at one of Lomax, Sivo, or Nofo for next week, but um, I don't want too many of those sort of second-tier guys, whereas Brian Toto is an out-and-out top two um, center wing in Supercoach. 
him and Garrick, I think, are must-haves um, on the run home. And then you've got, you know, Joey Manus and and some of the Sharks guys, whoever's firing in any particular week. But, um, I, yeah, I I think Toto's pretty much a must for the run home and um, he's just about to have his price explode with a break-even of only five or something like that. So if you're not going to get him this week, you're going to pay a lot more um, post-origin whenever he does play again. Screw him. I'm not bringing him in. I can't, can't oh, bear him. So <laughs> there you go. So I'm guaranteeing makes me a little it. bit happier about my trade-in. So, yeah. No, it's an interesting one because it, it's all strategy, I think. If you're someone that needs to claw some rankings back, like around 17 is the basically last chance you'll have to get it outside of some really good luck heading in to the back end of the year. So, I mean, Benny G is probably more important for you because you're on the pointy end. But um, a guy like Brian Toe, are you valuing longevity in the position over a short-term uh, points grab for round 17? Uh, well, he, he was the person I used my last trade boost on last week because um, I just wanted to get him in on, at his price and in there with the matchup that he had. Um, I also knew that I would be pretty low on trades, so um, I wanted to bring in someone that I would have for the run home regardless if he was playing 17. And they do have the Roosters, I think, on... In round eighteen, yes. so it is. A, I mean, it's a tougher matchup. So I can still, I can see him backing up. I can see those outside Sorry. backs backing up. Probably a little bit more worried about the the, the forward pack. Um. So yeah, I think I think you should get him in, but obviously very team dependent and strategy dependent. If you do want to go for those round seventeen um, center wings, um, just make sure you're bringing someone in that you probably would want for the round for the for the rest of the way home and then aim to get Toro and just expect him to be over 700k when you bring him in so obviously bring in Mika Ravalawa if you're hoping for someone long term like I did a week or so ago and how good did he go Lakey we all downed him how many tries did he score I put him on for any time try scorer knowing exactly how you your magic runs and yeah scored a double but it takes his um so he scored five tries now, and he's only scored in two games, a so triple in round one and, and two last week. Just um, when he scores, he, he scores in not bunches. Scoring. <laughs> he is not scoring for the rest of the year, I think we can no, safely say. Listen, mate, you just got to hope you can jag the week he does cross the pine because he's going to score a bunch of them. Now, here's where it's history with me in, in this sort of position. So I targeted both buy rounds in the years that I was doing quite well in, and targeted just random players like Ravalau that I knew would play round 17, potentially score a try against depleted opposition. I think the guy I looked at a while ago was David Fusatua. He scored 15 and then went on to be an absolute just barnacle on my side for the rest of the year. I think I finished, I don't know, 500th or something. But, oh, yeah, it was at the point where I just needed to decide, do I go for someone that I'm going to keep and, and hold for the long term and ignore, just take a, take a bath, I guess, in that round 17 or whatever the bye week was? Or, you know, do I just go for the short term? Hopefully they, they cross the stripe three times. For me, it didn't work out, but we know anything can happen um, in this game. So, I don't know, for me, ride the roller coaster. If you like me and you're in the 10,000th, uh, just go heavy on round 17. What's the worst that can happen? Sorry, what was the, what was the second trade-in that you were doing, Lakey? So, you talked about Brian Toe. There was the second one. Yeah, it's Hammer to Grant Anderson. It's a pretty stock standard one. Yes. Just getting rid of some dead wood for uh, a cheapy, a bit of cash generation. 
Okay, so say Thursday night, Grant Anderson is bumped out of the side because Munster's playing and Pappenhausen is back in. What do you do then? Do you avoid Anderson and pick him up potentially next week? Or yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what that's I'll do. I'll be reversing, way, but- reversing that trade. I'll be looking to get Hammer out regardless, um, just who two will be my next question. Um, but Ravalawa. Well, Easy. I've, as I said before, I've got some funny duels happening. I could potentially go Hammer to Stefano, with, uh, using a bunch of duels and just have, you know, around 17 front rower on my bench there, but it's not something I love. Um, I'll just, I'd have to look closer into it. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, I mean, I don't have anything too crazy to go through this week. So, I mean, my trade-outs, I've gone for, uh, well, you and Aitken. I was a little bit hesitant on this one because I think the Warriors are going to have a little bit of a change of fortune coming up. But as soon as I saw that he was named at centre, um, I know they'll do an absolute number on the Tigers. And I was actually going to throw out a potential stake bet to one of you guys here. Like, you've already taken a few off you. So maybe it's Benny G. But, uh, Benny, what's your over-under for you and Aitken this week? He's playing in the centres, isn't he? Yep. Mm, against uh, the Tigers in Auckland for the first time in uh, oh, true. Yeah, two and a half months. Yeah. Although he doesn't want to be in Auckland anyway, so, or New Zealand. So Aitken uh, might be the outlier. All right. Uh, overs and unders, 54. I'll take that. 100%. He's crossing the stripe because I've traded him out. Bad, he's got three tries banked up. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's not going to get out so much of a base. So I think he could still score a try and get low 50s. All right, well, I'll stake bet you 55, uh, well, over 54. There you go. When you're eventually um, yeah, not babysitting or, or doing dad duties in uh, next year magic round potentially, <laughs> I'll take maybe that. He can, maybe he can just Uber Eats you a steak. Oh, mate, I'll, I'll take it. Don't worry about that. We've got a new dog in the house. So, uh, yeah, all the grocery bills are, are going on this little thing at the moment. So, anyway. Um, all right, interesting. But, uh, yeah, I've traded out you and Aitken and Nat Butcher. I think, Betty G, you, you talked about Butcher. He's an absolute sell. If you've still got him, he's trending downwards on the bench. It's it's a disaster. Uh, originally, I was bringing in Grant Anderson and Ryan Madison. So both of those guys, huge question marks on them. Uh, firstly, Matto, I mean, that was a really bit of a curveball that you threw me there, Lakey. I, I really wanted to dig into that a little bit more. But I might throw to you, if I wasn't going to get Matto, is Joe Offerhengawe a buy? Yes, but I think he's only a buy um, in the front row. You can play him in the front row and you can get that flexibility with him. But there's, as far as second rowers go, uh, I, I'd be targeting a few more guys ahead of Joe O, personally. Um, I don't know. I really like Joe O this year. And now with Alex has Tall been being out of commission... Yeah, that's it. So he's he's been killing it. He's got a sixty average on the season. Um, a last five of sixty five. So getting plenty of ball and doing plenty with it. Um, but it's still the Tigers. Um, so no, I don't mate, know he is he- playing. He is one hundred percent playing gal ball this year. It's literally stat padding, whatever you want to call it. Like he's just taking dreadful hit ups that all all account for points, throwing wild offloads to no one. Supercoach doesn't matter. They rack no. up, and this guy has been racking up some big points. Round 17 play, dual flexibility. Uh, a bit to love about Joe O. Uh, Benny G, any other, uh, I mean, I don't know, Lakey threw this guy's name up the other day, but Sean Lane for Parramatta. Is he a guy you've considered in your lofty position? Um, I, I think I caught, I can't remember which, which um, 
Was it what, what was the last game that they played? The Eels? Uh against the Chooks. And I smoked them. Chooks. Got the win. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He looked I mean, I have seen him the last few weeks. His stats have looked okay. He seems to be getting a few try assists and those attacking stats that we know that he can get. Um, which kind of seems like is he has he just gone through a little purple patch or is he gonna continue? Um I, I did notice his scoring, which obviously you'll you'll have a look at how he's going. But um I don't know. I feel like if he just doesn't get those attacking stats, it's 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 a bit of a plotter score. So hmm. um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what that matchups are either. So well, South this week, then Wests uh in round seventeen and New Zealand in round eighteen. It's actually, so it's actually pretty good. Not bad. Good couple. But yeah, then they run into the Broncos, Panthers, Manly. Um after that, and finish the year on with Melbourne. So it's a bit of a mixed bag for Parramatta. Um, but, yeah, the next couple are really good. The only other guys I was considering, Koloa Matangi uh, mm-hmm. for the Bunnies. He's currently under 500K. Um, he got 55 points in a pretty dour game against the Dragons. So 32 nil down at halftime, but he's still somehow racked up 55 points. I mean, that was impressive enough. Um, and then JDB or Jack DeBell, as we've spoken to, has been getting great minutes. I think his last three, four or five games have been over the hour mark. So in terms of time on field, he's doing great things. But I think stepping back, it, it basically shows without Madison, a healthy Madison, there's not a lot to love in the front row or second row for this round 17. No real like absolute no genuine lock-in. That's right. No genuine guns that you're going to be happy with for the rest of the year um, that are playing. You got guys like you know the Isaiah Papali is there, but pretty much everybody's on board him already. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit few and far between as far as genuine guys. Benny G, you've got one. Um, not actually in position, but I do because I've, I've got McInnes up at hooker at the moment, so. Mm-hmm. I've just sort of moved him down and had a look at a few of the the hookers who play seventeen, and I noticed that um, Rayleigh's been having a a few good games lately. I think he's had like four try assists in the last four games and scored over sixty in each one. Um, I don't know, has anyone? I mean, his scores have been really bad, but has anyone actually looked at Brandon Smith for seventeen? Oh, mate, I reckon Smith's cast. Like he is it, yeah. is it just the fact that he's been training at lock, so he hasn't really got that that yeah, hooker he, sort of game. He's playing lock to start the game and rotating through the forwards with a couple other guys. I just don't think he's getting the minutes. And when he's on, there's so many uh, mouths to feed with Melbourne. You know, got Jerome Hughes, uh, Munster, Grant getting their hands on the ball a, a lot. Um, Puppenhausen's about to come back in too, so it's just not enough. There's there's only one ball to go around, and, and he's just not getting enough of it when he's out there with those other guys. I don't think so. Uh, one to watch for next year though, when he goes to the Chooks, if he's starting over there, but um, he'll be nice and cheap next year. But no, nah, I think he's not not an option. I'm not really sold on him. Yeah, and I, I guess the other one, um, if you're not too worried about seventeen and looking long term, is. Is it time to bring Cookie back in if you don't have him? It looks like his price is about he, to go up a little bit. He's been horrible to watch as a non-owner lately, just given how much he's running the ball. And maybe it was something to do with that whole, you know, he got pretty well thrown over the coals after the Origin 1 defeat. Uh, is he even an 80-minute hooker anymore and that kind of thing? So a lot of that has to sting a bit. But 674 k a lot of money tied up in that hooking position where... 
I just don't think there's the um, you know, the, the ceiling that you want. His first ton was literally that last week against the Dragons where he got a couple of late, I don't think, junk time, junk time at try assists or whatever or tries, but... He um, scored twice, I think, in that game, didn't he? He was the uh, one just doing the anything. Just he the set one, one up as well, I think. But yeah. he's been doing that lately and, and scoring quite well. But so much money yeah. to throw up there, but pretty pod kind of position. Actually, I mean, let's let's start with us. What, Lakey, what were you looking to run home with in your hooking position? Well, I've got Harry Grant already, so he's a, a locked-in um, gun there. I'd love to get Cookie as the backup, but... Um, just as you said, he's very expensive. He's playing. It's it's a tough watch not having him. But um, I'm a little bit cautious with Latrell coming back in, mm. and and the same sort of thing I was just talking about with, with Melbourne. Cookie's going to get the ball out of dummy half, but you know, previous years he's just been feeding it out to um, Cody and to Latrell a lot of the time. So I just want to see how they. Uh, mix Latrell back in to the fold and and how these guys share the ball around and what sort of goes on there. But, you know, I've got Ruben Cotter still there. Um, if he can come back healthy with your two hamstrings, then I'm more than happy to run him as a second hooker for the run home. I've actually got um, so Grant, McInnes and Cotter. And I was originally looking at Cotter because he's almost 600K. He's going to miss this week. Uh, round 17 because we've got the buy and then potentially even round 18. Like it's pretty nasty hammy injury from all reports. But I think having a, a combination of those three guys, when it comes to the run home when we've got no trades and may need to shuffle some things around, that automatically gives you huge amounts of cover at both second row and hooker. So I'm thinking long-term and holding all three of those guys. Benny G? Uh, well, I've got... Uh... The try scoring machine, Reese Robson, at the moment. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Is, he's been so it, good. It felt pretty good bringing him in as a as a Cowboys fan and seeing him score <laughs> tries in the last three games. Been pretty awesome. Um, but I did I did trade Grant when he was eight hundred k. So I'll be trying to bring him back in. I, the, I think the the long term goal was to sell one of my second rollers, swing McInnes down, and then bring in. Grant and just have Robbo as more of a backup hooking option because, um, I don't know, he, he just – firstly, I like having a Cowboys player in my team and, yeah. and um, he's been playing well and he's been looking good and he's been – he's looking for the trial line. So, And just – you guys have got uh, in the team list today, Kyle Felt has been named on the extended reserves. So the expectation is that he'll come back in on game day um, I would think, which might push Hammer back to his utility role. And I think Jake Granville, sorry to say, JT, but he'll probably drop off the bench. And if he does that, um, you know, sky's the limit for Robson. I really like him in that 80-minute role. He's gonna, his base is incredible. And as you said, he's getting some attacking stats this year. You know what, Lakey? Very, and I, was, that? I was originally about to just play this. <laughs> And ask Penny G, anyway. had he thought about Jakey Granville <laughs> <laughs> as a pot option? We're talking you about can get pot him at fullback. You can get him at oh, fullback. Can. So, yeah. Mate, he can play centre, he can play second row, he can play lock, he can play hooker. Jeez, he could probably coach the team as well. Plays it all in the reserve. Great, and we've it? signed him up for next year. So there you go. Well done to him. Love him. <laughs> no. 
All right, I think we've probably done that uh, to death. Any final uh, trade-in and trade-out thoughts for you guys? I might have a quick look at some of the uh, the top 10s and just run them by you. But I think it's a, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I think, potential tra- like rage trades getting made this week. If you have a look at the, the top, well, the, the most traded-out player, we've just spoken about him, Ruben Cotter. I think uh, for me, he's not playing this week. He won't lose cash. We'll eventually make it back and be healthy for the run home. I think has a great dual positioning, but if you need the cash, you've got to go him. Isaac Tago, number two. I mean, that. Uh, are you surprised, Benny G, by those those two there? Like they're highly owned, um, may have done their dash in terms of being an option for the bye weeks. Um, any issues with those? Uh, oh, no, I think I'm not sure how. Cots will come back. Um, just those hammies, though. I mean, oh mate, you're the ham- expert. Yep, I've torn my hammy seven times, so I know coming coming. But I'm not, I'm not an elite sportsman, though, so it's a little bit different. But he he does rely on a lot of his power through those hammies, so a bit cautious there. So I understand that. Tago, like I said, you see 38 as his last score, and that immediately makes it easier mm-hmm. to trade him out, even though he does have that great position. He has also signed a contract, right? So maybe he will uh, slow down a little bit now. He's got that contract racked up. Hmm. Cooler number three, I think break even of 12. If you don't have to move him, or 13, if you don't have to move him on this week, despite him playing the Storm, I think, yeah, you, you're going to get that extra bit of cash, which can always help next week. Uh, the final one to round out is Cam Munster, your number 10. Uh, we did speak briefly about him at the start there. Lakey, just final thoughts on him. Uh, say he misses this week, but I mean, is he a longer term play? We talked about those run home guys. Munster's probably a a man you want in your seventeen. Yeah, he's far and away the best five eighth in the game this year, um, averaging eighty. Scott Drinkwater, your guys' boy, and my boy mm-hmm. Dylan Brown, they've uh, they've both been killing it this year, and Munster's cleared them by eight points on average. Um, across the the start of the season, so he's definitely one you want in your team. But as saved, I'm, I'm expecting him to miss this week. He'll miss round 17 because of Origin, and then there's a very good chance he misses round 18 um, as they back up, and he's probably going to be a little bit sore. So yeah, I can see why people are dropping him for the next couple of weeks, and probably pick him up um, on the run home. So Dylan Brown to Cam Munster, crazy for people to do that, or you know, Dylan a move Brown you should be making with trades to Munster. Sorry, sorry, uh, yeah, Munster versa. out, Brown in. Yeah, I I think if you've got the trades up your sleeve and you're looking for an extra number for the next couple of weeks, then yeah, that's that's something to consider because you'll have a gun uh, round seventeen option. He'll play this week. He'll play next week, and then you can look at um, maybe you've got an Ezra Mam or something you can flick out for Munster um, on the run home. Okay, so in the top 10, there's a very, very surprising number two here, and that's Joe Tarpane. He has been killing it uh, basically since Sticky started playing him regular minutes. Uh, last week or last round was a bit of an aberration. He was down into the mid-40s, I think. But before that, it was mid to, to high 50s. And we've seen what he's been doing. He's the Raiders' best forward by five, not best player. Uh, offloads, tackle busts are plenty. But is now the time to be bringing in a 630K forward who won't play round 17. Benny G, what are your thoughts on that one? 
Oh, look, it's the last four scores have been amazing. And like you said, he only played 45 minutes last week, but he still scored 82. So, And I hated you, every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> including that, that incredible try assist where he just looped one to Kotrick yep. in the wing, was it, or something like that. And I've just looked at him going, oh, my God, was that tough? <laughs> no, it was more the the Knights attacking in the final two minutes to really shore up the oh. game. And he's chased down the kick from way in the backfield. It was yeah. An incredible effort from a big fella, but yeah, yeah. sorry to cut you off. He, he has been, right. he's been tearing it up this year. He's been fantastic um, all season, but especially the last couple of weeks in particular. So yeah. long term, sit to to the bitter end. Tarpane is a guy you're playing every single week. It's looking yeah. like it so far at the moment. Yeah, that's right. I agree. Okay. No, interesting. I just thought it's a strange time to be bringing him in. The, given the timing it's... is funny. You're right. The timing is funny with his buy next week. Um, but it's off the back of, you know, two, and a 95 and an 82. He's got a low break even, so the price is going up even more. Maybe it's just a, a, a fact that people are trying to fit him in before he's too expensive. Okay. Interesting. All right. Any final thoughts on trade-ins and trade-outs? We've covered a lot of ground there. I think we've all got different strategies at this point. Um, yeah, I keen to see how Benny G goes, Sands uh, trade boost, but I've got one that I'm using next week, so looking forward to what disaster I can cause with my trade-ins. But, uh, yeah, Lakey, any final thoughts this week? No, I'm, I'm the same as you. I've kept one trade boost up my sleeve for uh, targeting round 17, and most of the guys I was looking at – for trade-ins this week um, have, uh, you know, for around 17 options, have high break-even. So uh, give them the one more week and, and then make all my mistakes next week. Actually, Benny G, one thing I just thought of, Sharks outside backs, Ramian, uh, you got Talakai there. Most people have him, Katoa and Mulatalo. Uh, how many do you own and how many do you want to own for round 17? Uh, I've got Talakai and Ronaldo. Um Oh, plus, what I can't remember which week it was when I was going to bring in Katoa and just decided last minute. And then I think he ended up scoring more than Ronaldo that game. Uh, uh, you could have been 90th if you didn't stuff I up your bacon and your hypothetical trade in. <laughs> Surely you're first. Uh, I'm, I'm too scared off Ramian just because he, he just he loses his head sometimes. And if I bring him in this week, he'll be suspended for next week. Hmm. Um. Katoa, I, I, I do rate, so I, I definitely could see myself bringing him in. Okay. One final thing from me, Mike Sivo. I was looking at him this week, 490-odd K. The price tag was really good, but he's got a 60-ish break even. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, am I stupid to bring him in next week for the run home? We've talked about their pretty handy run coming up, but Sivo has a bat, has had a down game and a good game, I think. But, uh, Lakey, I mean, you're, you were pretty high on him, I, I believe. Yep. Is he still a guy that you'd be considering run home? Have you liked? He is seen? still a guy I'm considering run home. Uh, as I said, there's there's three guys I'm sort of trying to pick between at the moment uh, next week, and that's Sevo, Nofo, and Lomax. Uh, I don't want multiples of them because they're all sort of that really boom bust type. Lomax probably has the safest um, floor there; he's the most consistent. But the other two can go, uh, you know, rocks or diamonds. So. Yeah, he's definitely one I'm considering. It's just his run at the back end of the year from round 20 onwards is a little bit scary for me. Um, so I think I'd probably be looking to sit him more weeks than playing him, and I think that's possibly a waste of a trade. But okay. um, 
yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I, I'm the same as you. Uh, the 60 break even means that he's not an urgent trade in this week. Regardless of what he scores, he's not going to go up in price ridiculously. So it's worth it to sit back and see how he goes in his third game, I think, before you can make that decision. Okay. And I, I know I said the final thought, but I've got another one. <laughs> Will <laughs> Kennedy. William Kennedy, two negative scores in a row, never been done in Supercoach. He's 368K, fullback only, negative 10 break even this week against the Dogs, round 17 player. The fullback only thing is the biggest issue. Um, is Have you guys thought at all, could I maybe squeeze this guy in, Benny G? Uh, yeah, thought about him before um, last week. Um, the only problem was just he was fullback only and it just didn't quite work for my team. But if I had the flexibility to bring him in, I was looking at bringing him in last week and I, I don't actually mind it because he seems to be, it seems to be that link that he sort of plays. He runs in on gets the sweeping play, which means he'll definitely get the try assist and just, yeah, they've been scoring in the wing so often. So he gets those attacking stats and he's priced perfectly. So I don't mind the play. It's just whether your team allows it for his position. Lakey, any thoughts otherwise? I love it. I've got him. Um, I grabbed him Ooh, before the Titans game. That's right. For the, um, that same reason that Benny was just talking about, the juicy matchup and the low scores were dropping out. They've both dropped out now, and he's got a, a very low break even. The score should uh, – sorry, score. The price should start to correct itself. Um, and, you know, dogs this week who have been pretty good lately, so that matchup's not as enticing as it originally looked. Uh, Melbourne next week without their origin players. Cowboys. Oh, Jesus. oh Benny G. That's the shout out for the dogs that's, I was just giving. Big bad yeah. Bentley. Jesus <laughs> got him. Um, yeah, then the Cowboys in round 18, which is actually on the Friday night um, in round 18. So. I think a, a couple of the Cowboys origin players won't back up from that one either. So it's a good couple of weeks for him to uh, uh, boost the price a bit. It's a bit annoying because I really wanted to beat. Oh, Benny G's brought him. Jeez, oh mate, Bentley's looking a lot, uh, a lot bigger than I last remember him. He would absolutely eat my little cavoodle alive. So <laughs> how's it going, mate? Honestly, I reckon if uh, Benny G's dog, who's not uh, obviously on audio but on camera at the moment, could probably run a side better than I could in Supercoach. Um, how about we uh, we close this podcast out with a bit of captain and vice captain, boys? This is a bit of a it's tough a- week. Uh, Nathan Cleary, I know a huge Origin week, but is there a uh, hangover coming out of that against the Chooks? Is he a set and forget C this week, Lakey? Uh yeah, no, I don't know. As you said, it's a weird week. The the bad teams are all playing against each other, where you don't have anyone that you from those teams to play and capitalize on the matchup where the good teams are all are playing each other as well. And it's going to be tough matchups. So uh, the good thing about Cleary is they play the third game of the round, I think. Mm. Uh, might would have been fr- Yeah. I think it's Friday, seven thirty. Yep. Yeah. So it's, um, he's a decent VC option. If you wanted to go that way and see what else you can get, like I was considering Cleary VC, Isaiah Papali'i um, later in the weekend as the captaincy for a bit of a safer play because it's a, as you said, it's a funny weekend. Isaiah Tass coming down, you're my AE this week. Benny G, uh, you've got something to say. Oh, I think it was from that, from the previous uh, section. So I think we'll, 
You couldn't nah, jump on, back. Why would... not? Don't let well, Bentley for... get in the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, I do have concern over um, over Sevo. You do? Um, yeah, I, I, was, I was actually going through and I was looking at, I don't know if you looked at his last year's scores. Um, and these are like the last six that he ended up playing. He scored 47, 48, 19, 52, 11, and 25, even though that was in 25 minutes when he got injured. So I know he's that boomer bust type player, but there was last year there was two two games where he boomed and went over 100, and the rest of them, well, one was 99. The rest of them were, were fairly average. Um, and if if he if you are just bringing him in just because of that price point and you're probably going to sit him more times than not, most likely you'll probably sit him in the games that he goes off and you'll probably play him for the games that he went pretty poorly. So I'm really wary on him. Um, someone else that we hasn't been named but might be named, you guys talked about Paps. Yep. Yep. Isaiah. Pa- oh, Pappenhausen or Papalini? Yeah, Pappenhausen. Yeah, Pappenhausen, right. yeah. Like, are we, yeah. we expecting him to just go straight into Origin or will he play 17? Because uh, I, I saw he was pretty traded no, in yeah. at this time as well. That's right. I, he's a funny one. He could play that utility role, but they've got so many chefs in that kitchen doing that same sort of thing. So mm-hmm. don't know which way Freddie's looking. Can't change the winning formula, surely. Maybe Luttrell, as you mentioned, Lakey, but Pappenhausen, so fresh back from injury. But what a play to have. If you've got the cash, and that's the biggest thing with him, hey, is that he's, what, almost 900K? Over. Uh, no, more, over. Yeah, 930. Yeah, wow. Okay. So, looks like 1,500 people have already brought him in. Actually, I kind of rate that as a, you know, just throwing a, a wild shot at the stumps, hoping it'll stick. But bringing in Pappenhausen when no one else will even think about him because of the cash or whatever. Imagine he comes out and puts on 180 in round 17. Um, what's his injury from memory? Is it a... Um... Uh, PCL and hammy. Yeah, okay, so... It's a different leg injury. So, so. I mean, it's, you'd think that he would... And I'm pretty sure they got some pretty tough, tougher defensive matchups, I guess. So you'd probably want to see how well he's looking before you bring him in. And he's got a pretty okay, so hard break even too. Lock him in for 300 points this week. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, Benny G, we were just on captains and vices. I think Lakey and I identified Cleary yep. as being a VC option this week, given he plays quite early, and then a, an Eels forward. I think, given the rain as well, it's, it could be one of those forward weekends. But did you have any other players in mind for captain vice? Uh, I quite like um, uh, Lakey's option of Papali um, up against Souths. I quite like him as a captain option. Um, obviously, my boy Reese Robson against those pitiful Broncos. Just kidding. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, I guess you can't go wrong with Cleary. Um, another thing that I've really been looking in this is this is the first year I've actually gone and got Supercoach Gold. So I've actually been looking at the the differences between the percentage of captains. And I mean, if one guy is captained way too much than the other, especially between Hines and Cleary, I've usually been going the other one. Um, so I might just. See where people are going, and if if enough of them are going towards one, I'll go to another. Okay, so I mean, it's not too far out of the realms. You're still looking at highly captain players. You're not going for absolute ultra pods. So, no, it was probably like when thirty five percent of the everyone went captain Hines that week, and then only nine percent went Cleary, and that was just probably uh, one of the times that it did come off and it provided a bit of a gap. I think I owned neither for that week, so it was good. 
Um, all right. <laughs> brings us to a close. For me, Captain Ewan Aitken, every day of the week, he's getting me a steak, uh, courtesy of his four tries against the poor old Tigers. But, no, I'm really keen to see how your journey goes into the back end of the season. We've still got, um, I mean, the, the road is still long and there's a lot of water to go under the bridge, but I think you're in a very comfortable position. Lakey, you and I, we're just clawing our way up the, the uh, well, into the four digits at this stage. So yep. I'm just trying to uh, win some cash leagues. I'm a head-to-head player now, always have been. What about you? <laughs> yeah, no, mate, I'm just playing for, you know, self-respect at this stage. Uh, we've lost that long, long time ago. I think it was Ipswich Cup 2019. But <laughs> no. you mentioned uh, Townsville this week. If anyone uh, out there still listening and is in Townsville, hit me up. I will be there probably at the casino because I'm going with a fellow degenerate gambler. So look forward to uh, losing my life savings on the blackjack tables. We'll see you guys there. But um, yeah, it should be a great week. I really hope we get the job done because I was meant to go up for the Titans Cowboys game a while ago and uh, had COVID. So. Had to miss out on that uh, very, very hefty win to go up and, and see the Broncos play. So fingers crossed for me, boys. I make it back in one piece, but you know me, I always do. Thank you very much, Benny G, for coming on, and all the best for the run home. Cheers, mate. I look forward to finishing outside the top 5K. <laughs> mate, it's a curse. <laughs> curse, buddy. Uh, I reckon, yeah. Lakey, are you any chance to overtake him by the end of the year? Oh, absolutely. It's almost a certainty now. Well, he's lost a stake and he's lost his top uh, top 1K ranking. So there you go. An expensive podcast for our boy, Benny G. Great to chat to you, mate. Great to chat to you, Lakey. All the best for this week and we'll catch you next round. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.